Welcome to the Run Back to Jesus podcast, where we are going to let go of all the weights holding us down and run the race God designed us for. We are getting ready for our fall fitness communities in my health and wellness company that I have. And we've been looking at people who are getting good results, who are having good traction and what they're doing. And then we're also seeing a lot of people just really struggling right now. People just, you guys are feeling tired, exhausted. You are busier than ever yet feel like you're not getting anything done. And life is heavy and just really struggling to get into a routine with things. And so we've been trying to look at what is working for the people who are continuing to get results and make progress? And what is it that's missing from the people who just are really struggling right now? And if that's you, you are not alone. I feel like I've had so many conversations around this. And so we're really looking to see how can we help serve our community in this time. I really just feel like it's this post-2020 effect. We're all just going through a lot and some really weird things. And so we want to serve. And so I was trying to connect the dots. And what is it? And it came down to one simple thing. My clients who are continuing to get results, who are continuing to make progress, they're doing one thing that the other group is not. And it's really simple. They're showing up. They are showing up when it's messy. They are showing up when they've fallen off track for a few days. And they're letting go of this idea or shame or guilt when they do get off track, right? It is simply just picking right back up and saying, no big deal. I'm just going to keep going. And they're also enjoying how they feel in the moment because they know that this is so much more than an end goal, right? It's about honoring their body, having the energy they need to go about their day. And so I was actually thinking about this in connection to faith too, because I can see how much that just simply showing up in your faith journey can be one of the simplest things to help you continue to make progress. Now, I've had a lot of seasons where I didn't show up or seasons where it was just like a drive-by. It was like, okay, I went into church, in and out, and there we went, and I went on my way. And in those seasons, I was showing up for the wrong things, right? There was light shining in my life. Last week, we talked all about God's light and being God's light. But the enemy came in and tricked me into thinking that my light and shining my light was leading me to the places that I wanted. And while I achieved many values of worldly success, and I know I've shared this before, I was really empty and a lot of a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety and nothing just ever felt like enough. I am that person who loves to have goals, right? I love to achieve them. I I find a lot of value in them or at least I have. And and that's what was going on in my life in that season. And so I really wasn't showing up for God like I am now. And there's this been this huge shift where it's been, okay, I need to show up for my faith more and I need to put that first. And I'm I'm in this place in life where for the first time I don't know what my goals are. I don't know what my direction is. I honestly don't know where God wants me and I'm trying to figure that out. But as I continue to show up for him and I continue to fight back to stay on his path, I have found so much more peace even when it seems like all my directions are out of control because I I trust that he's guiding me and I trust that he is taking me where I need to be. And the first step of that is just showing up, is just showing up and opening that relationship to him. And that may be a simple fix for some of you. It's a simple fix in some regards for me. But then also comes a question of, okay, I've been showing up. I've been praying to God. I don't see him. I don't feel him. And so you're really tempted to say, why am I even doing this? And and I know I've been there. I know I've been in those seasons where it's like, okay, God, I'm showing up and I don't see you working. How do I know that you're working? And so one of the first things that I've just realized about myself is sometimes I was just looking for God to work in my life how I 
wanted him to work, right? Instead of knowing that as long as I show up, he would guide me on his way. So that was the first kind of mindset shift that I had to have. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6 is one of my favorite lines of scripture, and it talks about trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. And so my own understanding is, okay, God, I'm going to pray to you and it's just going to be straight and it's going to be clear and it's going to be what makes my life good and easy and it's going to happen in a timely manner, right? Like that is me thinking in my own human flesh. But when I step back and I look at God, I think, okay, I'm just going to trust in his plan. I'm going to know that he has a higher knowledge and understanding that I can comprehend. I will trust that in his timing, it will all work out as it's supposed to. And I will also know that I may never fully understand it on this side of heaven, right? I may not understand it until I am sitting in his kingdom because we may not see the full picture here, but it's trusting and knowing that his plan never fails, that God never fails. And and you might be thinking, okay, cool. I'd really though like to see him working. And so I I went through scripture and I and I've just had to rely on God's character that he is. And so I want to share with you today just something that I heard in this awesome sermon I was listening to by Grant Patrick. He was giving this sermon about seasons of waiting and about how God was working in a time where when you just look at scripture, you wouldn't even think he was. So when you sit down and you flip through your Bible, When you flip from the Old Testament to the New Testament, it's like a page change, right? It happens really quickly. But there's actually about a 400-year gap between the end of the book of Malachi and then when you get to the genealogy of Jesus in the New Testament. So there is 400 years where there's no prophets, where there's no people speaking, and where if you were probably living in that time and God had been present for a while, you're probably wondering, okay, where is he? And so in that 400 years where we don't have a lot written about God, if you go and you look at history, you can see how God is working. And so Grant shared all of this. So this is just me learning from him. And I want to share that. And this is all to his credit because I learned through him in this 400 year span where we don't really quote unquote, see God, what's happening in history is there's a man called Alexander the Great, and he's one of the greatest military minds, and he takes over Greece, and he's running things, and he has this idea that he wants to make one universal language. And so what he creates is a form of Greek, and this form of Greek is actually what the whole New Testament is written in. And so while we didn't see God working as far as writings and those types of things, God was creating a leader who would put into motion a common language so that when Jesus came into the world, the people who wrote it down would have a common language that a lot of people would be able to understand. It's like, oh my goodness, God was working. Do you see that? It may not have been written down in scripture, but when you connect the dots, there is God working. Then Rome takes over and they start implementing things that allow for safe travel and road systems. And these are the roads that the disciples like Paul would use to then spread the message of Jesus later on in the New Testament. And so God is working and God is working in his own way. And then we get to Zechariah and Elizabeth. Now, these were people, and you see this in Luke chapter one, that they were righteous in the eyes of God. They observed all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blamelessly. They honored God. They prayed to him. They trusted him. But here's the thing. They didn't have any children. Elizabeth was barren. And, and back in that time, if you did not have children, it was seen as a curse and a punishment for sin. And so they are following God's commandments. In this time where you don't see a lot from God, they are still honoring him, even when they are being told that they are cursed and that they are sinning. And and I can't help but think like, man, if I was in that place and people were telling me that, I would feel shame. 
I would feel guilt. I would probably be mad and angry at God. Like, why are you punishing me? And and maybe you're sitting here right now thinking that. Why are you punishing me? Why are all these bad things happening in my life? Why am I praying for this one thing? God, I'm praying for this miracle. I'm saying I believe in you. And, And you say, if I have faith the size of a mustard seed, I could say to this mountain, move from here to here. Why aren't you answering me? And And sometimes that answer is not simple. And sometimes we don't even know that answer. But when you look at the people in scripture who God worked through, and this is an example right here of Zechariah and Elizabeth, while they are old and while they are at a place where they don't think they can have children, an angel of the Lord appears to them and, and says that you will have a child. And eventually they do at an old age and that child becomes John the Baptist. And so this kind of parallels from the Old Testament when you look at women who waited a long time. There's Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, Hannah. And so this is just reminding us that in God's timing and in his time, it will all come together as it's supposed to. And so here's this beautiful reminder of this couple who was living in a time where there was no visions from God. God seemed distanced and they probably wondered if he was working and yet he was. And they kept the faith and they got to see that come in God's time. And and again, it's also knowing we may not know and see God's overall plan here, but it is removing this idea of, God, I'm going to pray to you for this plan to come true in my life. And it's okay to pray for those things, right? It is okay to pray miracle prayers. Because I tell you, when you go to God with this unwavering faith that he can move those mountains, that he can heal this person that the world says cannot be healed, your prayer reaches the foot of Jesus. And and God feels that and he sees it. And you're not going on fallen ears. He loves that type of faith. But it is also then saying at the end of the day, I trust in your plan. And I surrender to you. And I know that it is all working out. That when I sit in heaven and when I look back, I will see that you weren't just worried about if I had everything perfect here on earth. You were created a perfect home for me in heaven. And that God's understanding is of that and that he wants the best for you. And it's it can be hard, especially when you're in those seasons where it just doesn't seem like he's coming through, where it feels like you're under attack. But That is where leading into scripture and seeing all the people who struggled, we're seeing all the people who faced so many hardships, but kept their eyes on Jesus, kept showing up for him, kept running back to him, kept the faith and how they portrayed a beautiful example of following after Jesus and living for something more, right? God says, you are not of the world, but you are living here in this time and says in the world, you will have trouble, but to remember that he's conquered the world. And so it's just those reminders as you show up into scripture and you see that and you see God's character that will remind you of those things in those seasons where it gets really hard. And so I want to just talk about some simple tactical ways to keep showing up. Maybe you've never shown up before. Maybe you've not shown up for God and you just want some simple tips on how do you keep running back to him. And that is why I called this Run Back to Jesus, this whole podcast, because I wanted this idea that you're going to fall off track. You're going to get it wrong. It's going to be messy. There may be days where you doubt, but just keep running back to him because he's the one that guides you. And so I want to help you with that. So if you've fallen off track, maybe you've not been there. Maybe you're showing up and you just need that encouragement encouragement to keep showing up. I just want to give you a couple things to help you. So first of all, just take a deep breath and remember that God's not seeking perfection. He's just seeking you. And he already knows every detail of your life. He knows what's going to happen tomorrow. He knows where you are, what is going on. And so you don't need to sugarcoat anything when you show up with him, right? Talk to him with all of your heart. Maybe it is just going to God and say, God, I am struggling to see your path. I'm confused. I have no idea which way you want me to go. I'm just 
asking that you just make this path clear because I struggle to pick a path. That's that's my prayer right now. I struggle to pick a path. And God, I'm confused, but I'm opening my heart and knowing that you will guide me where you want me to be. And knowing that you don't have to be perfect with it. Second Corinthians 12, 9 through 12. Paul's wrestling right here with something. And God says, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. All right. So Paul then says, well, okay, I'll boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. And that is why for Christ's sake, I delight in my weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And so just a reminder that if even showing up is hard for you, it may be just as simple of God, I am struggling to show up. And I know that this is my weakness, but I know with your strength that I will show up. And it's that prayer and just asking God to move in your life that way or whatever it is that you're struggling with. Don't be afraid to tell God about it and tell him your shortcomings because for where you are weak, then God is strong. All right. And then it is too, just knowing that whatever way you find showing up and connecting to Jesus that works for you, do it. There's there's no perfect way for it. When I was really starting to get back into my faith, opening my Bible honestly was not the first thing I went to. When I was growing up, the Bible was something that I used for busy work. It was something in a language I didn't understand. It didn't connect to me. So that's not where I went. I went to faith-based podcasts. I went to Bible studies. I went to audiobooks of faith of different authors that really connected to me and spoke to me. And that sparked my interest and made me want to dive into scripture. So know that it can be any way that you find yourself connecting to Jesus is okay. There's no right or, or, or wrong way. And then if you want to add a layer of accountability, find one other person, man, one other person that just wants to run back to Jesus with you. First Thessalonians 5.11 says, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, right? And having that person who who is not here to condemn you, here who's not here to punish you or lecture you, but will pray with you, who will run back to Jesus with you and just help you guide yourself back to him and his plan. I know I've I've mentioned my Bible study so much in my small group, but I can truly tell you what a gift they have been and how when we are meeting weekly and talking, it is just this extra layer of accountability. And I find so much peace in my life. I know I shared a couple episodes ago too, a very good friend, Nicole and her daughter, Elise. Well, back earlier this year when she was in the hospital after Elise had had her major surgery, I was also at that time traveling down to South Carolina to work full time for the first time in three years. And we both had crazy schedules and we knew it was going to be hard. We each were going to have our own different challenges in that season. And so we just committed to reading a faith-based book together. And once a week, we called each other for a 30, 40 minute conversation to just talk about the book and talk about faith. And I can tell you, I would have never finished that book in that season. I would have been too busy. I wouldn't have got it done. And some of those conversations were just so much light and everything I know I needed in that season. And so it may be as simple as that, just reading a book together with one other person and and chatting through it. And it's crazy because that season, my schedule was so crazy. It was busier than it had been in years. And yet I still found the time to do that because of her and that accountability. And and again, just reminding you that, that showing up can be in a lot of different ways. You know, there are days as a mom where I don't get an hour to sit down and read scripture and pray but I try to just show up in some way, maybe something really small. And then remember too, that as I get to know Jesus, showing up for him can be spreading his light as I go into my day and and practicing some of those behaviors that he has, whether it's with my kids or in my job or wherever I'm at and wherever I'm called to be. 
until you can get creative with it. That's why I created prayer and workouts. I know that movement helps my energy and it helps me have the all the things I need to go out and live out God's calling. But I was finding myself like doing workouts and I'm like, I need some faith-based music to go along with this or just trying to listen to a faith-based podcast. I'm like, how can I move my body and get Jesus at the same time? And so it's like, okay, well, let's do this. Let's make a workout that also connects to faith and just helps us practice endurance and practice practice getting those lies of the enemy out of our head and just connecting it back to Jesus. And so that's where the prayer and workouts come from. And we have one every Saturday for you to do. You can enroll at palmrunning.com slash virtual events. The classes are only $5. You can even do a, a three-day free trial and it's free. And we also have the whole library of replays. So if there's a topic that spoke to you or you just want to do strength training or stretching or you want to go out for a run or a walk, they're there for you. So you can have them as that resource. So just a reminder, just to keep showing up and it can happen in a lot of different ways. And, you know, I was honestly thinking, what other steps can I tell you? And honestly, it's as simple as this. Just keep showing up. Keep running back to Jesus. Keep coming to him and seeking to him. Keep finding lines in scripture that just speak truth to you so that when the enemy comes in and he puts a lie in your mind, you can say, you know what? No, I'm not believing this Satan because here's what scripture says about it. And this does not align with scripture. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. God says, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. And so it's just that simple. Knowing that God has plans for you, plans for you to prosper and no harm to come about you and knowing that you seek him. When you seek him with all of your heart, you will see how he's moving in your life and you'll start to see, wow, this season I was really moving in my own directions and my own thoughts and God, that's why I didn't see you. But now I'm seeking you with all my heart and I see how you were even working in those seasons where I didn't see you. And I see that While I may not have a clear path in front of me, I know that my path is to you. And as long as I keep focusing on that, everything else around me will fall into place as it should. And if it doesn't and it all crumbles, I still have you. Because at some point, everything we have here is going to be gone. But God and our relationship with him and the relationship with the people we have will go with us in heaven forever. And so it's resting in that. And it's resting in knowing that God has a great plan for you. If you just keep showing up, you just keep trusting him and you keep surrendering your own will to his will. Let's end today in prayer. Jesus, thank you so much for always being here. Thank you for being here on the days where we don't feel you, the days we question you, on the days we completely turn from you. Thank you for being here waiting with arms wide open when we run back to you. Help us to continue to run back to you, to show up no matter how many times we fall off track because we know that you make us whole again. Help us to give up those desires that we may have for our own life and surrender them all for the one desire to simply follow the plans that you have for our life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
Well, as always, it is such a pleasure to share here with you the way our podcast grows and the way we can just help more people run back to Jesus is through you giving us ratings and reviews and sharing this with your friends and family. So thank you to all who have given us ratings and reviews. And for all of you who are out there sharing this with a friend or a family member, if there's a certain podcast message that you think would speak to someone, I encourage you just to go share it. And hopefully that it will resonate with them and God will speak to them through our work here. And that is truly our prayer is that his voice will shine through and that he will speak to you and help you in whatever way you need as you keep running back to him. We'll see you again next.